Hello and welcome to another episode of the Flow Protocols. My name is Kat Howell and I'm going to be your host on today's journey into alchemy and magic. So before we kick in, I want to first apologize. I took a bit of a hiatus from recording this podcast, and that was because I was completing the final edits of my very first book, Magic Source Codes, which is about to be wrapped up and hit the market this month, later this month, July 2022. And that has just been so incredibly exciting and unreal, and I'm still I feel like an imposter syndrome around this journey, but it's also very exhilarating. But now that that's almost done, I'm shifting my focus back to this podcast. And one of the things that I realized that has changed so much over my life since recording the last episode is I've really gone all in with the magic. There was maybe some doubt before, some hesitancy. I was coming out, if you will, as a witch and an alchemist. But I was also getting a lot of interesting backlash or feedback or concern from from friends and and my followers and, and some clients as well. Overall, though, the reaction has been really positive. And one of the things that was quite refreshing and also surprising was how I didn't realize there's so many alchemists out there. We are everywhere. People that I never suspected come, you know, once they read my post coming to me and telling me, hey, I do rituals as well behind the scenes. And I think it's a lot more common than we know because I believe there's still a lot of stigma around magic and alchemy. And I experienced this firsthand when I started to say that I'm a witch, for example, I had people telling me my soul was going to burn in hell and, you know, I needed the love of Jesus. So when enough people tell you that, obviously it can get to your head and you can start to feel a little bit crazy yourself, right? And this in the in a way is so, it leads so well to the discussion that I want to have today about alchemy because I think the main thing about alchemy is that you really have to lead the way in your life. You're being asked to believe in yourself as this creator that can craft using your imagination the desires that you seek in your life, but your reality is not going to validate that. And in fact, people or even yourself may not validate that. I was my own harshest critic during that journey of sort of proclaiming myself an alchemist because of this voice in my head that was like, oh my God. You're, look at you, what are you doing? You're nuts. At that time, I had launched the Flow Protocols, which was spirituality-wise PG-13. It was very mass market, clean, talking about flow. People loved it. And then it felt like I had this little devil child inside of me that was like, yeah, let's talk about magic. And I couldn't contain it. But then there was this other side of me going, oh my God, like we are about to crash this vehicle. What are you doing? Panic, red alert. So I felt crazy a lot of the times, but I was 
very much supported and encouraged by the understanding that a lot more people were in this world than what I originally thought. And this was what led me to the world of magic as well. It was an interview I had heard from Dean Radin, who's a, a scientist and has done a lot of research in the parapsychological the psychic abilities and intuition and the things that can't be explained and his science is pretty robust but he talks about how about 60 percent or i think it's even 90 percent of people believe in in psychic abilities or things that go bump in the night and yet only 0.3 percent of academic scientists even touch this subject so it's very taboo. And in academia, if you start to talk about, you know, psychic abilities or intuition or magic, things that were once classified under anthropological studies, you get laughed out of a room. So even though we're at a stage now where these ideas can be expressed freely without being burned at the stake, there's still a huge stigma around it. And because of that, this is why I don't believe this is why I believe these ideas are not discussed as prolifically, say, within schools or how we raise our children or the things we teach ourselves about life, that we are actually these vibrational phenomena here to play with the resonance of reality. Like this is literally our purpose here. If we are not continuously facing unknowns and inventing things in our mind, creating, expressing this, allowing ourselves to be the very essence of what we are as humans, which is creative beings, we will stifle. But this requires no amount of, you know, <laughs> courage, first of all, because unknowns are super scary and we hate them. And how do you face an unknown with exhilaration? It it almost needs a little bit of insanity as well because your reality won't validate that. You, you can only validate your reality from past experiences and observations that you've made. So if you're trying to do something you've never done before, how can you rely on that information, past experiences and observations? Like, sure, it, it provided you tools and it connected ideas and ultimately it led you to that place of awareness of the desire that you seek, but you can't create what you seek from ingredients that previously only led to a certain thing, if that makes sense, right? So you're always gonna be facing an unknown when you allow yourself to craft your reality and fulfill your creative core's desires because your creative core is this storyteller, this grand script writer who just, it's crazy what the human imagination is capable of. Just the very fact that I'm recording this podcast episode and that you're able to listen to this from all corners of the world. It's just baffling how we just normalize that. And then we're sub such skeptics about magic, forgetting all along that, hey, we created these freaking insane devices that allow us to watch people dancing of all things for five second clips 
there's something radically like curious about us. <laughs> we are the magic. We are the magicians because we created those devices, not the other way around. So we actually know how to play with the non-physical. We understand this technology and in fact, our science, right? Th these are just explanations for the, the, the magic that is already so normalized as part of society and then we think it's laughable to say hey you as a creative being ultimately you can craft what you desire without needing the force of chaos to to make that happen without needing to lose or sacrifice a part of yourself because what we ultimately understand more than anything else about reality is that your perception of what reality is will determine your reality. The human imagination is so fucking wild that if a person wants to believe they're a lion, they will believe they're a fucking lion. They might end up in a psychiatric ward, but in their head, they still believe they're a lion. It is mad what our imagination is capable of. And my partner asked me the other night, he goes, I, I asked him, I said, do you believe in magic? Because I'd never really asked him that. And he sees me talking about it all the time now. And he was like, I don't know if I believe the rabbit coming out of the hot stuff, but I believe that we create. And I thought about that. And to me, I actually believe the rabbit out of the hat stuff also happens because I believe if a group of humans get together, let's say 10 people, and there's chanting and drumming and you take hallucinogens or you're all meditating or vibing and somebody says there's a rabbit coming out of a hat, the human imagination is so powerful. They've proven this. We will see shit that doesn't even exist. And we can do it collectively, like telepathically as well. So it's just, it's crazy what we are in command of, but we don't understand how to really utilize it because it's still so woo-woo and it's, it's, there's a lot of fear and unknown around it. So, but more than what I initially thought, there's so many people doing this already. And I think we're growing in the numbers, these individuals who are taking somewhat a radical responsibility over the realities and going, okay, yes, there are collective creative forces of the universe of chaos and cosmos, love and strife, duality and all things, transformation, destruction. But it is also true that I appear to be the force of, of that yang, right? The, the love force. I appear to be the force that is the creative force because we're literally called creative beings. And so when I honor this creative side of myself, when I allow myself to express myself from my creative core, suddenly I don't need to use chaos as much as a creative force in my life because really chaos is there to bring us back to our creative cores. Chaos is there to do that because you're not doing it intentionally. And so it can only be chaos that can support you then. It's only when you get a cancer scare or somebody dies or there's a, a deep heartbreak or love, unrequited love, right? That we suddenly are faced with this mirror of ourselves and go, fuck, I need to value myself. I need to back myself. I need to love myself because of chaos. 
So, but when we intentionally create from that space, suddenly we find we don't attract as much chaos because we just don't need it. And and when we attract chaos, it's it's like serving us. It's always like, oh, that was so good that that happened rather than this like thing that we suffer in. And we know this is true intuitively because we've all experienced this to some degree where it's like you got fired and that's what made you start your business or you got your heart broken with and that's what made you meet your soulmate partner or this happened, you know. I had a miscarriage, my first pregnancy, and it was because of that that I realized I wanted to be a mother because I never wanted children before that. And I'm so grateful that I have children now. I'm so grateful for that experience because it's just one of the most beautiful experiences in my life. And I wouldn't have known that without that moment of chaos. So we 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 build a lot more resilience to chaos as a creative force. We're able to flow through it easier or perceive by simply perceiving it differently, by understanding that we're always ultimately serving ourselves. I know this sounds so, so cheesy, but we are always trying to serve ourselves and we are always trying to guide ourselves. And we are in command of some very powerful tools within ourselves. First of all, our imagination is just this insane storyteller that just invents the craziest realities. And most of us, it works against us. It's like we stress out about the economy or or what's going to happen with our lover doesn't love us or blah, blah, blah. And we literally slow down our digestive tract and get wrinkles and it affects us physically. That's our imagination because our, our nervous system can't tell the difference. I learned this one from Dr. Joe Dispenza. Studies showing that your nervous system has no idea between a thought imagined in your imagination and one, a feeling that is occurring because of an external situation. It can't tell the difference between a feeling created by your thoughts and one that is based in physical reality. So we use this understanding to then go, hmm, okay. So it seems that my perspective determines where I experience reality. So ultimately, what I should always be working on is how the fuck do I build flexibility in perspectives so that I can change perspectives and ultimately change my reality? Like this should be our number one goal as, as humans. And it's when we do this and we, got, we tell ourselves, we're literally telling ourselves like how to do it through our emotions because we've shown through studies again that emotions determine behaviors and actions and we don't even need studies to tell us this because we know intuitively a jealous person behaves differently to a secure person an angry person makes different decisions to an empathetic person this is just common sense that's our emotions. They regulate our decisions, our behaviors, our actions. Our decisions, our behaviors, our actions, our choices, they determine our circumstances and the outcomes that we're in. So if we want to change the circumstances of our reality, we must guide ourselves 
right back towards these green light states. And that's how we're always telling ourselves the path, right? When we feel bad emotions, we're telling ourselves, right now you're creating scram, you're using chaos, basically. You're gonna be using chaos. When we use green, when we feel good, when we have these green light emotions, essentially, we're telling ourselves, awesome, you're rooted in your creative core. Keep this perspective up, amazing. When we are experiencing tension emotions, emotions that literally stress the parasympathetic system, it couldn't be more clear what that is trying to tell us. It's trying to tell us you're not a creative being right now. You need to create, you need to step back into your creative core because chaos is the force you're using right now. So when we understand that we're always guiding ourselves and that we ultimately can minimize chaos and fulfill our desires and experience a play and laughter and love and flow and fulfillment because ultimately these forces are, the, are innate to you. Look at mammals when they come out, right? As babies, they're so playful. They're so light. And it's only through rejection and failure and all of these things that a person becomes heavy. Children are just so light of energy. So life itself, consciousness itself is like high love and and play and, and flow and fulfillment. And when you're in these states, what you find is that suddenly life is just so much easier. It's so much more fluid to flow through. So I recorded another episode, by the way, uh, Red Light, Green Light, Emotions. For those of you guys who want to go deeper on that kind of uh, subject of guidance and, and how you're always communicating to yourself. But this is what alchemy is about for me. It is about crafting from the non-physical into the physical. And for me, I have literally been embodying this very practice in my life the the things that have been showing up ever since I've like really declared this magician within myself and owning it up despite my reality telling me like casting doubts despite me casting doubts on myself I led the way and I was only able to do that because it was rooted in my creative core because if I if I wasn't, if I was only doing it for money or if I was only doing it because my rational mind was telling me, the moment I encounter a reality that doesn't validate me, failure, rejection, challenges, all of these things, I abort mission, right? I abandon. This is what we do. So you can only follow your creative core if you expect to be resilient to those things, right? Because that's gonna be the compulsion. The compulsion is what drives you through. And a compulsion, by the way, is not clarity in an idea or an offer or a business or a plan or even a desire or a goal. A compulsion is always a state. So what feels good to you? You're telling yourself like, oh, this feels fun. This feels like what a pre something I can appreciate or interesting or enthusiastic for me. Go there, like place your focus on those things. Start practicing with your mind so you can start teaching your mind how to go back to imagining realities that place that sensation within you instead of how it's always imagining realities of like doom and gloom that is placing fear and anxiety and depression and all these sensations within us, right? This is alchemy. <laughs> and the things that have shown up in my life 
since I've done the first workshop, Magic Source Codes, which was back in March, just wild. It's just wild. And now I am beyond knowing and trusting and believing in these concepts because I have not only embodied them in myself and I'm just seeing evidence again and again and it's crazy now, but I'm seeing it in others. And I'm, it's, just, it's just so wild. It's so wild. And I think people are waking up to this and there, there's way more of us than, than is known because it's still so stigmatized. And so this is one of the things I'm really excited to announce, actually, because another piece of magic and another reason why I'm so like the alchemist leads the way is that the guy who got me into the world of magic was Dean Radin, as I mentioned, and he talked about how there's so much skepticism around magic, but he connected the science to it. So I'm a big fan of him, and I just really wanted to connect with him and I reached, I never expected him to, but I'm going to have an interview with him in, in three days time. And it's just reaffirming the whole concept that even when you don't think you can do it or reality doesn't validate you, you just got to go get what you want. Like you literally have to lead the way, even when it's really scary and it's a super big unknown and things looks like it's crumbling around you. You have to keep trusting yourself through that. Like that's the crucial moment. That's what determines the alchemist. And you're not going to be able to do that unless you train your imagination to work for you. Because if it's working against you, there's no fucking way you'll make it, make it through an unknown or chaos like that. Not with your sanity in check. So this is, this is the skill of the alchemist. And this is what I work on now is like how I build fluidity in my imagination and I collect evidence of magic. I ask myself to show myself and it shows up. It's wild. And I write it down because I literally know I'm going to forget about it and brush it off as coincidence. But when you start to stack it up and write it down, and by the way, saying it or writing it is really important because language is the highest form of symbolism for humans. If you don't know how to communicate what happened to you through the symbol of language which whether it's written or verbal you don't understand it and it's probably going to get lost and brushed away so write it down or tell somebody or talk about it to yourself out loud so that you can actually like literally process the magic that's happening around you and you start to build evidence of it and you build your confidence you're like fuck yeah there's like no other there's literally no other explanation to the shit that I'm experiencing here. So I'm so excited because I'm going to be interviewing him for a podcast episode. This will be my first episode with a guest. And for it to be the man who brought me into the world of alchemy is just like, what? <laughs> my mind is like so excited. And then the second thing I wanted to announce on today's episode is that I am going to be hosting my next workshop August the 23rd to the 27th, a five-day workshop. It's going to be about tuning in the resonance. As I say, we are vibrational phenomena. We are signal and antenna. We are here to play with reality. And if we don't have what we desire, it's because our frequency is not tuned in to the right resonance that we seek. So we're going to do five days together of deep work. And as part of your enrollment, you're also going to get a ritual box, uh, which you'll be able to customize after you purchase based on the desires. We're going to calibrate to your desires and you're going to cultivate and call it in. I'm telling you, it's like... 
I can't tell you what's going to happen in your life. And this is the most fun part is like, we won't even try to script it. We just trust it's like a million times better than what we could have imagined. But I will tell you that when you spend five days intentionally tuning into a frequency, a resonance of desires, like magic is going to happen in your life, my friend. I don't know how, but it'll be clear to you because you can't be that rooted in your creative core for that long amount of time and not experience the effects of the ripples that you would have sent out. So what those ripples are, we're not sure, but I'm going to show you how to tune into the frequency of the, 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 the dial that you really, really seek as a creative being, how to understand what that is, how to tune into it, and then how to receive it, because that is another big part of being able to step into the reality we want. When I changed pace in my business, going from overwhelmed to like easy play, one meeting a week, that's it, no other calls. I felt like deep discomfort in my body because I had been so addicted to the belief and idea that I needed to sacrifice or give something up in order to deserve success. And so to shift gears, it was like really uncomfortable. So receiving and teaching ourselves how to not feel shame or guilt or, oh shit, something's going to go wrong every time money shows up in our bank account is really important part of that. This is all part of your resonance, by the way. And when you are around people, as you will be when you're in this workshop, you'll see peers, you'll see me, you'll see others who are calibrated to that, calling things to themselves, and you're going to normalize that so fast. This is going to be crazy because you're so tribal, you're a human, you just want to fit into a tribe. So if you're surrounded in a tribe that has normalized leading the way in the reality, you're going to switch your beliefs way easier than trying to do it yourself. So this is what you're really investing in. You're investing in like upgraded circuits of belief in your life of what's possible, like a knowing space so that you can face these unknowns. So for those of you who want to join me on that, head to theflowprotocols.com slash resonance. Thank you so much for tuning into another episode of The Flow Protocols. It has been such a pleasure for me to open up around magic. If this is something that you're, you know, you're doing yourself as a practice, like shout out all the alchemists, you know, stand up, put your hands up. The more we're aware that we're literally everywhere, the more we can start to normalize these ideas and actually like get consciousness like upgraded right if we're kind of minimizing chaos as a creative force the more we understand this the more we uplift all of everyone not just ourselves. it's like a ripple for everybody so thank you for showing up as an alchemist for leading the way in your reality i hope to join uh, see you on this workshop next month and uh yes i'll be interviewing the special <laughs> Dean Raiden soon so that episode will come out soon and we have some more anonymous one-on-one -on -one sessions so keep your ears peeled tuned in make sure you subscribe and leave a review if you're listening to this on Spotify or iTunes I would really appreciate it thank you so much see you on the next episode